Today we're going to talk about quoting insurance apples to apples. What do you think people mean when they bring that phrase up? What are they getting at? Are we opening with this? We're going to give it a shot. Ooh, this sounds so boring. <laughs> what? Okay, let's, I, let's I know. Here. I'm just saying it's all boring. We need to make this not boring as an opening. Let's take exactly what I have, warts and all, and give me the same thing but cheaper. Same error, same problems. Potentially. Just make it cheaper than what or, we have because well, we think it's right right now. Yeah, we, we haven't seen a problem. So, and while it is true the past is the best indicator of the future, there are potential pitfalls here. And in a situation where you can't guarantee that your past program has been effective unless you have evidence that supports that it's going to be okay, you can run into problems. Okay, so specifically, you already have a program in place. We want to quote that apples to apples or, or the person right. who's buying the insurance, the board, the HR person. Mm -hmm. What do you think they're going to be missing specifically when we start that process saying apples to apples? So typically what we end up seeing is uh, whether on the property casualty side or the benefit side, we either see on the benefit side, for instance, we'll see an employee guide or the employee's benefits guide with the rates whited out or um, redacted. And then on the PNC side, we'll, we'll get a proposal that they were given last year that has the premiums redacted. And the issue with that is pretty much every single proposal from every single agent is gonna say, this is not a complete sum. This is not a complete complete information. This is just a, a summary. Yeah, there's a disclaimer in there saying, "Hey, if you make the decision off of this, and it's not really our fault because this isn't the policy." So, so right there, you're working with incomplete information absolutely. to try to quote something that's for sure not even going to be correct. Right, and I'm sure on the benefit side too, what we end up seeing is there's a lot of things that go in besides the benefits documents. It's uh, it's internal documents, it's internal policies and procedures. What are you doing from a compliance standpoint? Are you checking off on all of these things? And if you don't have a document that says we are, you know, we have a COBRA vendor, we have this, we have, we're sending out all of our required legal notices, then that that's a potential huge issue. A lot of fines from the Department of Labor for not sending out some of these documents can be $110 per day per person that was oh. supposed to receive it. So. That adds up very quickly to the point of millions of dollars if you haven't been doing it for two two or three years, even for a small employer. Those apples might be rotten. That's exactly. That's that, what we need to figure out first. Right. So, so typically what ends up happening in an apples to apples quoting situation is the brokers all rush in and say, okay, I'll just bring you the best price. And, the, and you have already changed the 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 process and so now the process is completely geared toward come very close to what we have now warts and all best price and what if you have other issues that you actually wanted solved and as the client you know that you want other things solved but you have been trained to to bid out your insurance this way so what if you say well I think we're losing employees that we would otherwise be able to hire or our employees are leaving to go to our competitors because their programs, their benefits programs better. Well, bringing your same program but making it a little bit cheaper isn't going to solve those problems. Hmm. Uh, or if you say, hey, I don't think my 
my agent is savvy enough to help me comply with my contractual requirements for this job on the PNC side, then you're leaving work on the table or you're putting yourself in a huge breach of contract situation, which is going to affect your ability to get paid and it's going to affect your, and then at a time of a claim, it it's going to result in being countersued with, with either your upstream or downstream contractor. And that's true for whether it's construction, technology, uh, medical, anything where there's that, that contractual relationship. Okay. So you're talking about getting to the bottom of the issues right. and then solving them, not necessarily right. just saying, here's what we have last year, let's duplicate it because uh, as the person who's making the decision, I'm not that sophisticated in it, but I do know that things need to be competitive right. and, and maybe rather than then go through that whole process, it's easiest just to duplicate what's done in the past, right. narrow it down so there's very limited space to make any sort of maybe possible error on it. Right. Um, and, and maybe there are also other brokers who are coaching people to buy insurance in this way because they don't understand it. Uh, whereas yeah. the alternative is, you know, let's, let's lay out a, a different framework and really describe the rules right. of the game saying, what are the things we're trying to solve? So talk about a vision when it comes to yeah, benefits. So, so I was going to say, I think where the vision has to start and end, it, what, regardless of what side, is why did you buy insurance in the first place? I'm sure a lot of people are going to say, well, because I'm supposed to or I have to, I'm required to. It's like, okay, well, that's step one. So you were required to do something. It's like, well, you're required to get a driver's license to drive a car, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be the best driver. You know, That doesn't mean you shouldn't take a defensive driving course I probably need to take another one but <laughs> it doesn't mean you shouldn't do those things and try and make it as best as it can be if you're already going to go ahead and do it and that's where from creating a vision on the benefits it's obviously you everyone cares about their employees it's a question of what what can you offer and is there a better way to offer it because this is the other issue with apples to apples what apples to apples is saying is this is the best way to accomplish our vision. And what if it's not? And when you're in the business of you know, manufacturing food products or building buildings or paving roads or uh, making software, that you're, you're not in the business of insurance. We're in the business of insurance. So we may know, have knowledge of a product or a potential way to accomplish these same things, that is less expensive and more effective. So, and I think there's a big misconception that we all have the same markets and it's the, everyone has the exact same, all the brokers have the same knowledge and it's whoever can just hammer their carrier for the best price. When it's really quite different from that because there are things that, there are non-insurance products that can solve some of these things. There is advice, there's the consulting that goes in with it. Uh, for example, uh, auto insurance for a company you may it may be five thousand dollars more to quote uh, rental uh, rental physical damage mm -hmm. for the for the business but and you look at well that your auto is five thousand dollars more it's like yes but we're gonna save you twelve thousand dollars on your rental car costs because now you don't need to buy the collision damage waiver because we're covering it under your policy. So that's that's a consulting thing where having that full conversation and picking a broker that is gonna ask the right questions is gonna be far more effective in the long run. 
And there's also when you get into a sticky situation or when you're having trouble that working with an agent that or broker that understands your business and then working with a carrier and that where the loyalty can kind of go both ways. So yes, they have to price it up a little bit because you had a, a claim, but they still want to keep you as a customer. I'm not saying that always happens and I'm not saying that loyalty should be blind, but having a relationship to with the broker and the agent and the client and the insurance companies and vendors that are all involved can make the process a lot smoother and it makes it a lot more beneficial overall because you're working from a, a standpoint of a starting point of trust rather than contention which is a lot of people really look at it as the insurance company is trying to screw me and I need an agent that can screw them harder and it's not that's just not effective I don't know how many businesses would be successful if they if you went that adversarial with your customers mm-hmm. so that's kind of where that that whole vision comes in is let's lay out what you want to accomplish let's strategize on how we're going to go about that and then let's find a partner that is going to help us implement it and that's that's where everyone has buy-in in the process and on the benefit side that includes potentially talking to some employees as well and saying hey would you be open to this would you be open to, for instance, raising your deductible, but we can then contribute to a health savings account or we can implement employer paid accident and critical illness or something like that because that helps our bottom costs and it protects your family on in case something goes wrong because you can use that money to cover that increased deductible. So that's where, whereas quoting the same plans you have now and then just trying to fight. Yeah, and one of the, the assumptions that I heard that kind of propagates this apples to apples myth is that the broker, the the person who's buying the insurance doesn't quite understand what the broker can and cannot do, right. and thus has a hard time determining the differences between them because of they don't understand some of those sides of it. So, and the biggest thing you mentioned is the cons- consultative side of understanding the end user and what you're trying mm-hmm. to get from it by having a vision and you have to gather information by not just talking to possibly the HR person yep. or someone making a decision but what it's meant to do from a benefit standpoint right. which is retain mm-hmm. and uh, show employees that their employees are cared for right. cared about um, so there's there's more beyond that and then they're solving problems first understanding what the problems are yeah. and then solving those problems by more than just an insurance product and especially if there's new problems or problems that even existed that aren't being solved by the current program apples to apples is certainly not going to somehow magically solve them in the future right. we have to understand what those are first before right. we can provide solutions and those solutions are going to go beyond even just a simple program itself and even yeah. if you decide what that is still trying to just make all the brokers have the same hmm deductibles or plan is not going to be the solution right because they have to you have to service it throughout the year can you talk about that yeah so that's that's where if you have a service issue that you may or may not be aware of a conversation that or a system that directly protects your current or incumbent agent or broker 
is never going to uncover those that's that problem because you're saying this is what we want I don't want to talk about anything besides price and whereas and I'm sure we'll have you elaborate a little bit more on the association side but basically what it could be is uh, we've taken over clients where they believe it's the insurance company that is to blame for everything because that's what their broker told them well they finally get so fed up they fire the broker bring us in we actually have a conversation with the insurance company and they said well we actually just never received any of this information so we can't process it until we have it and so what it ended up being was a complete lack of communication between the broker and the client on what the process is needs to be on enrollment additions and changes so once we work that process out it's gone much smoother but the issue wasn't with the insurance company because what the client wanted to do was just fire their insurance company midterm and go somewhere else we said well hold on let's see if there's a better way because this is you actually have very good rates so it's it wasn't a price issue at all it was just a communication problem and and so kind of on the condo side what is something that you would see as a as a kind of a service model issue the biggest thing that we see on the community side with condos and HOAs is really how claims are being handled and there's a lot of details and this is on any insurance product is prevention and risk management is going to be the best way to control the cost of risk or minimize the cost of risk. A lot of people when they hear that phrase they immediately assume lower premiums and then how are we going to get lower premiums? We're going to get a bunch of agents involved, beat them up and see who can bring us the lowest premium. Well, it doesn't matter how low your premium is if you have an uncovered claim. It doesn't matter how low your premium is if you have a mismanaged claim because next time your premiums are going to go up. Reducing the cost of risk is a long-term approach, solving the problems that exist unique to your community, your condo, or your business organization. These are very specific ways of, of controlling these costs over the long run because one way or another, you know, if it's a community, it's going to affect your, um, your ability to sell your home, keep the value of your home high. It's going to affect having special assessments and liens and it's taking an overall approach as opposed to we have a renewal negotiation once a year, let's race to the finish line and just see what comes across as the cheapest Mm. or even apples to apples the cheapest. And there's a lot of details that go into that even Mm. with um, even when it comes to a condo we're talking about windstorm coverage, hurricane coverage, a lot of uh, board members you know they're volunteer board members. They they don't under, They don't have the time to understand every tiny minute detail. And maybe they've only been on the board for one year, two years, six months. Uh, what is the simplest way that we can handle this? And it's very frustrating because you have admitted, you have not admitted, you have excess and surplus. You have all these details being thrown at you, and then you have the rest of the program of liability. Okay. Your manager might be able to try to help as well but they're not licensed to give certain advice. They don't want to put their own license in jeopardy. Mm. And it takes some time to work with your advisor, your risk manager, and your agent. These are the people Mm. that are going to be advising and building the program itself. Um, And so that's where we talk about, you know, the horse and the jockey. We want to separate those two. and, And this is very important when we talk about the apples to apples. So you have 
a horse and jockey right now. That could be us, that could be another agent and carrier. The horse is the carrier. Those are the ones paying the claims themselves, uh, the ones who are actually cutting the checks. Mm -hmm. Then you have the jockey, the one that's advising you, that's the agent that is helping to manage the risk, but also be your advocate mm -hmm. with the horse itself, with sure. the carrier, to make sure claims are paid out timely, yeah. they're covered correctly, and to help advise you on what maybe you want to pay for and cover and what you don't want to pay for and you'd rather self-insure for, but really understanding instead of leaving it up to, to guesswork. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, so the horse and the jockey is, is really the biggest thing that everybody who's making a buying decision for insurance really needs to take a close look at. For sure. We're first, we need to choose our jockey. Mm -hmm. We need to decide who that's gonna be. We need right. to uh, vet them very well, interview them, check yes. their references, ask what their plan would be, right. their solutions. And then once we've chosen that jockey, allow them to use their leverage in the marketplace to go out and negotiate all the solutions. Right. If you don't trust the jockey, then you need to go find another jockey. Sure. But bringing in three jockeys to try to find a random horse, right. you're bringing, you know, luck into the to the game. You're bringing a lot of misinformation, right. and the problem is, it's usually, and you know, it's a little hard to explain this, but it's usually the least ethical or the least um, customer-oriented jockey that can bring you the lowest price. Not necessarily the best program but the lowest price. They understand the rules of the game, and once those are the rules, it's a lot easier for them to manipulate right. them that's to their advantage as opposed to the end buyer's advantage, which especially when it comes to our type of insurance, the community, the property and casualty, you can't. You may not find that out till much later. Right. We had somebody give a one-page proposal that said they had a $25,000 minimum deductible. Well, that one-page proposal was missing a lot of details. They had a claim that was about $80,000. Guess what? Now that they need the insurance, they've come to find out that uh, it's under their deductible because they actually had a $100,000 deductible because there was no specifics in there. And the horse, I'm sorry, the jockey, the agent, was playing the game uh, according to the apples to apples or bring me the lowest possible price, not minimizing the risk of the association and the owners. Yeah. And so I think that also goes along with it is, so I don't know for those watching that follow horse racing, I don't follow it too closely, but I, there's also a trainer. And so in the condo, condo situation, would you say that your, I guess, an accounting uh, firm or the, the attorneys, the property managers, those are kind of like the trainers and they have to work with that jockey to to get the horse to the finish line. And mm -hmm. so that's, and so kind of the same thing on benefits or just your insurance for your business is if you have all of these contractual requirements or legal requirements or compliance issues that you, you need to make sure they're met, well, you need a jockey that can communicate with those other parties and communicate that to the horse, the insurance company. These are the things you need to provide because of this, 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 and this. I mean, for example, we have a client that was doing some work in out west in San Francisco and they needed to have, they had some compliance requirements for their health insurance and uh, dental vision disability on uh, who it's offered to when it comes to domestic partners. And so that was a, a situation where we had an outside party putting requirements on our customer that we had to comply with. And so we had to work with the insurance company as the jockey with the horse to 
to get them to make that that compliance happen. Yeah, and property and casualty, it's all about compliance. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. always something within your program that you're going to need, and maybe less so with communities, although lenders of the people who are buying, the owners, people who are prospective owners in a specific community, if they are to obtain a loan, they're going to have compliance issues with their lender, with the people who are writing the, the, the loan, the mortgage holders. So uh, compliance is always a huge issue, and there's multiple parties involved. Yeah. When, when buyers look specifically at the transaction of the sale, they look at what is the lowest number, or they try to only operate within what is currently in the program, you just multiply the possibility of problems, errors, and uh, poor coverage and, and issues down the road. So really looking at if we have an apples to apples mindset, um, we may be missing a lot of pieces. Is there anything else kind of on that that you think is important to hit? I mean, this is definitely a topic where we could talk about for a long time because there are so many potential pitfalls. But I would say that I guess one last thing is if you want to address uh, from a business standpoint is where you have to indemnify another party and you have these additional insured requirements and you bring in a carrier that can't satisfy those. Mm -hmm. what, what's kind of the, what's the situation look like there? Yeah, and, and that's more from a contracting side, yeah. general contractor or um, service side, subcontracting, any sort of work that's being done. If you are, uh, you do any sort of manual labor, almost anywhere you go, especially if it's any sort of commercial work, you're working for a general contractor, or there's somebody upstream that's hiring you, or even just a business, you're doing work within their building, yeah. they are gonna require certain insurance uh, terms and protections for themselves for you to come on yeah. property. The biggest one you talk about is that additional insured, but you could have waivers of subrogation, primary non-contributory, you could have blanket, or you could have, which is means you have one cost at the beginning of the yeah. year, um, or you could have it per needed, per each additional insured, per additional primary non-contributory. So if we're trying to shop apples to apples, what's gonna be cheapest possibly is, is an agent who's gonna to present to you something that doesn't include those currently, those terms you might need for jobs you're on right now or for jobs you may have in the future. And guess what, that's gonna be cheapest so you may choose to buy it if you're the yeah. actual contracting business. Uh, whereas someone who's really looking to minimize your cost of risk, understands your business, they're going to be looking at, okay, you do 10 jobs, acquire a waiver of subrogation, it makes a lot more sense to pay $500 for a blanket than $100 per, and then what happens if you actually grow this year and you end up having to do even more work than that? Right. Uh, and these are all the smaller details where you don't run into them if you've chosen an agent that knows what they're doing, that you trust to do their job, and goes through it in, in very specific detail, which I know it's insurance. Sometimes it's painful to sit through a two or three hour conversation, but those two or three hours at, at the outset and in, in solving problems could save you a lot of money and heartache in, in the long run. Mm -hmm. And then regularly, an agent that's communicating and providing some of these details throughout the year uh, in little tidbits will, will save you in the long run. Well, I think that was a great yeah. discussion on apples to apples. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to hear from you what you have heard uh, people say, oh, we need to quote this apples to apples, or we need to bring in three agents. You know, address them, share this video with them, and uh, let's hear some specific questions. We'd love to give some feedback on it, 
uh, continue the discussion, and we'd love to hear about future topics you'd like to hear about. Absolutely, and if you're going out to bid, you don't have to bring us in, but if you ever want to ask us, you know, what's the best way to, or let's say I already have four people bidding on this, go, well, how can I separate the wheat from the chaff? Mm -hmm. Well, just reach out to us and we'll we'll tell you. Or That's what we're here for. We're here to help. Yep. So. Well, what do we have here? You can't even see the snakes, just to let you know. I feel like we should just have one snake and don't even reference it or look at it. Are you flushing your money down the toilet or are you quoting your insurance? I don't know, you tell me. Is it apples to apples or is it crapples? <laughs>